0: Well, good morning once again, and welcome to Community Gospel. My name is Jordan. I'm the lead pastor here. i joined by my friend, Newt Larson. Newt, Newt with a K. Newt, Newt. Newt with a K. Uh, Newt is a dear friend of mine and Community Gospels. He has been uh, to our church and uh, had the opportunity to preach God's Word multiple times. Uh, all of you guys know about me, but Newt, uh, a couple things about you that make you, you. Well,
1: grew up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Divorced home, tragedy, so pain was a big part of my childhood, but uh, now in ministry after college and seminary and a a short editing career, writing career, but pastored two churches and now
0: I coach churches. Love it. And uh, a big church in Ohio, correct? Yeah, the chapel in downtown Akron. Yeah, absolutely. And you were there for a a long time. 26 years. Yeah, Kind of interesting, we had Craig on last week, and then you this week, and uh, Craig pastored Trinity for 26 years, Yeah, and you pastor the chapel too as well. That's
1: called a marathon.
0: (laughs) And then you guys live in Michigan.
1: Not far from here, Sawyer, Michigan, and uh, love what you're doing here at this church. It's
0: wonderful. Thank you. So today we are going to be in 1 Peter chapter 2. We're going to be looking at the first three verses. Before we go any farther, though, let's ask God's blessing upon his word. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to gather here online. We praise you that you're good to us uh, in any season that we find ourselves in. We know that we're sinners and we fall short but we thank you for the free gift of salvation and we thank you for the opportunity that we have uh, to know jesus christ as lord and savior we pray today for clarity and that this word uh, that you have for us would help us mature more in a relationship with you and to take the gospel of jesus christ uh, to those who need it the most especially in this time that we find ourselves in so we pause, and uh, we reflect on this word, and we ask that you help us to be doers of the word, not just hearers. It's in your great and awesome, wonderful name we pray. Amen. 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 Good. All right. 1 Peter chapter 2, 1-3 through three says, Put away all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander, like newborn infants, long for pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed... You have tasted that the Lord is good. New, big, main idea of those three passages, three verses. Of Huge idea, yeah,
1: yeah. And and a time of trouble like now, and in a some of you have never faced anything like this. Most of us under two hundred have never had such a time as this. And he says, get rid of personal sins, relational sins, like between us or anybody and desire to really grow in your faith because the Lord is good. So that's that's the big idea and it, every each of the three verses says it
0: very clearly. Okay, so let's break that down. First thing that we talk about is in verse 1, these relational sins. Let's define some of those things. You got malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy and slander.
1: Yeah. And they're pretty common. They're, they're true in your life. They're true in my life. They're true in your life, Pastor. Any one of us has has to grapple with it. Malice is just plain evil or deceit. Uh, deceit is when you trick somebody. It's the actual word is bait. Uh, you 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 fool a fish with bait. You know it's not kind what they do to fish. Right. Uh, hypocrisy is just. The, the whole world uh, knows what hypocrisy is insincerity you're faking it you're pretending envy he says get rid of envy and when you like somebody else's lot or what they're going through better than your own or you you wish you were they and the final one is slander you know i want to tell you what i know about jordan about that's slander. That's when you put somebody down in an evil way. Right. Get rid of those, he said, which means you can.
0: It's possible. It's totally doable. It's,
1: it's a self-discipline. It means these are natural desires that came from birth. <laughs> our, our mother nature, our daddy nature, we are all sinners. But
0: get rid of it means you've got to decide, I don't want these in my life. Now, most people are self-quarantining or not out about in the world new. And when we look at these things, is this something that just happens when we're in relational kind of environments? Or is this something that happens privately, too, as well? Well, all of these are
1: in the, in the deep of our heart, in the, in the mind. We, I never had to learn to, to, to tell a lie. I never went to kindergarten and they taught me how to lie mm-hmm. or exaggerate or be selfish. Mind. First four-letter word anybody ever said, mine. (laughs) And so they're very natural. And they're just the opposite of the fruits of the Spirit, the
0: fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5. These are the opposites. These are the fruit of Sure. Yeah, and I think that's interesting where we find ourselves in our society is we could be in a situation and circumstance where we are thinking these things about our loved ones. We're oh thinking about these things about in our home. So they're just as much up here as they are um in in our our normal everyday or what we know used to be our normal everyday. But you said something really interesting that you said it's possible. And Peter here mentions these opposite of the fruits of the spirits. He says possible. How is it possible to overcome? There's 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 gotta be a way that, that it's possible to do that.
1: Yeah, you everybody who hears these verses has to grapple with do I first of all, do I want this? And then how is it possible? Yeah. We are committed in at community gospel at, in our personal lives. You're Christian, right? Yeah, sure. Committed to Christ. <laughs> Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. We believe that Christ lives like this with us. We believe that his spirit, you know what I'm saying? You don't just get rid of sins. You, you come to Christ who, by the way, got rid of all of our sins in the sense of judgment on the cross. And, I don't think I ever do a talk without trying to say, don't forget what he did on the cross. He took our lying, our envy, our slander, and he paid for it. Don't you dare say, I'm being paid for my sins. Uh, He paid for them, you know that. When we put our faith in Christ, that counts for us, and more, his righteousness then covers us. Whoa! That means our sins are judged, our righteousness is a gift. Now we're to live this way and part of living this way is, back to your question, asking Christ our Lord who lives in combination with us to help us do it but we still decide, do I wanna envy that guy? Do I wanna lie? Do I wanna lust? Whatever it is, anger, pride, lust are the summary words. Here it's malice, deceit, hypocrisy,
0: uh, envy and slander.
1: Yeah, you can put them away. You can, with Christ's help,
0: live in a new way. I think that's so important as we look at this passage of scripture, any passage of scripture, it has to come back to the gospel. You asked a very interesting question, are you a Christian? And it's interesting, we've talked about that at Community Gospel. That term was reserved for the community to call people in regards to what they saw in them. They saw Christ in them wow. and they said, you're Christians. And then somebody asks us, what are you? We're believers in Jesus Christ, followers of the way, the truth and the life it's impossible for us to live like christ if we haven't received christ and that's something for you today as you're kind of walking through this text with us you could look at all of those words and say yep i've done those things Uh, i've been a hypocrite i've envied i've slandered all of those things but in that identification of sin which is that's that's what those things are we have to ask ourselves do i know jesus christ as lord and savior have i confessed that i'm a sinner and believed upon the lord jesus christ to be saved if you haven't done that that's the starting blocks in order to overcome some of of these things so we've identified here newt that uh, i am that and i'm to put it away Uh, what does it look like personally when we find ourselves in this spot today in our living rooms or wherever we find ourselves in to put that away individually obviously we need to trust upon the lord but um, what else does that look like for us Well, well Part of the answer
1: is it's it's related to verses 2 and 3, because he's talking about spiritual help, uh, milk like like a baby. Uh, he's going to say it in a minute, but you got to go to Christ for this. I, I think, though, part of the first verse is uh, put it away. You put away, meaning on your own with Christ's help now, but you decide, every one of us decides, what kind of a Christian or person we want to be. Everybody is responsible for his own face in the sense of smile or mood or envy or lying. We're all in charge of our own hearts. That's an amazing free will gift. Yeah,
0: mental decision to say, I choose no longer to be held by these things. I'm going to make the most of that. So let's go into verse uh, 2, obviously. He says... So, uh, like newborn infants, there we are to long for spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. And newborn infants is kind of an interesting word there. What is he talking about? He's, He's talking like
1: if you have the privilege of being a parent, especially a mother, you know that when a baby wants to do something like eat or drink milk, the baby is very... Very clearly committed to that. You don't say, well, could we read a little bit first or something? The point is not to figure out exactly what the milk is. It, what's, it's what helps you grow. It is, do you really want this? Do you long for it? Do you want to be a different person? And for, for me as a Christian, is it, do I want to get rid of envy and, and, and slander, or do I want to enjoy my
0: little mental sins? I was listening to a guy talk about this passage of scripture, and he talked about when they had children, they had to start their child to to desire the mother's milk. They had to they had to almost not force it, but get them to the point to where they were saying, "This is what you need." And then all of a sudden, something changed in that uh, in the whole raising process, where the child would wake up at night and desire that milk. So what was implemented at first that wasn't wanted now was something that, you know, is is so important and so needed, um, which is the same with us in, in the word of God. So he says like newborn infants. Okay. We're where we want to do this. We need this, uh, the spiritual milk. What does that spiritual milk look like though? What are some of those basic things that we as believers need to cling to? You
1: know, I read a lot of books, you read a lot of books, uh, some of you at home do spiritual disciplines a lot, and and some of you think, uh, what's that? It, it's it's one first of all, it's the desire to be the kind of person Christ wants you to be, and he does have opinions. <laughs> I'm sure some nights he said to Peter at the campfire, or drew him aside, Peter, don't do that, don't, <laughs> don't talk like
0: that. Right, right
1: and we all know that he cares how we live so you desire this and and to to put away these sins you desire to grow and he uses the word milk I read a lot of commentaries on this and some of them make you get into milk and meat of the word and there's a big thing in Hebrews about that I think the issue here is do you really want the stuff that helps you grow and that's that's church that's family that's prayer that's the word of God and trusting his spirit to live in combination. Do you desire that? If so, it says, desire the milk of the word so you will grow. Desire, you know, I love basketball and sports. You, you're great at sports and, and staying in shape. But you have to love, I have to love the things that help me grow in love and in Christ more than those other things. That's the point
0: like a baby wants milk right and it kind of goes into what paul says in other books where it says no discipline is pleasant for the moment it's 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 needed though in order for us to grow up you personally knew in your own life uh what are like the three things that you say in regards to growing as a believer in the lord jesus christ what are the three things every day that are so necessary for you yeah good question
1: of for everybody to be nice to me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, well, the word of God and prayer are the two basics everybody has to give. But also, I would add, taking some time every day to look at your life and think, where am I headed? If if you stay the same way or you keep the same habits as a family or as a person for the next five years, where will you be? Hmm. I remember getting asked that as a kid and, oh, who cares? but I do care. And as you get, as you think about Christ more and grow, you you do care. Your life changes other lives. You you parents influence your kids. Single people uh, gravitate toward people that are like them. So he says, desire it. I would say prayer and the Bible and time to look at your life and to work out would be the fourth thing. And that is to work out with Ministry, serve others, forgive, uh, do things for others, but everybody would say first, yeah, it's the Bible, it's prayer, and it's watching your life.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think you don't have to be an expert. I think that's where some people, oh. I think, look at this and they say, well, I don't know if I could read the Bible because I don't, I don't, I don't always understand it, or I don't understand these things. Or prayer, for example, is uh, how do I talk to God? Um, and I think about this in regards to helping people with prayer. I loved when my kids first started talking. Uh, it, it, it was so fun to hear them kind of, you know, babble on or whatnot. And I thought to myself, man, this is, this is amazing for me. For them, it was frustrating sometimes yeah. because they couldn't articulate what they wanted to say or, or whatever. But as a father, we love to hear our kids talk regardless of, of what they're saying. I think that's where we're getting to, especially with some of these basic spiritual disciplines. Peter's writing to the church. He's saying, listen— with the basics, be consistent in them. Yeah. Make sure that you're consistent in them. And you don't have to have it all figured out, but are we making strides to it? It says,
1: want it like you, like a baby wants milk. Salvation, basics, things that help you grow. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I want to say, because I'm older than all of you are who are listening. I'm older than you, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are in the middle of a pandemonium, what do you call it, a pandemic? pandemic? Yeah, there you my, go. <laughs> my wife and I call it a pandemonium. or a,
0: That's kind of true, too, though. It
1: is true. What a time for all of us to have a little extra time to look at our lives, look at our connection to Christ, to the church, to people, to the unbelieving world, and, and say, you know, this is a good time. I I hope and I pray as much as I can that this will turn for America and for the world into another great awakening, it could. Some people have never thought they could die. I, I, teenagers never think they can, I never did, right? I still don't and I need to, <laughs> right? But it's this could be a great time to, as a family and as an individual think, we're gonna put away this stuff that hurts us. We're gonna desire the stuff that helps us grow. Sure. And it's a good time to look at our
0: lives. Yeah. I wish our country would do that better. Some do. That consistency is so key in the middle of chaos. It's making sure that we're, we're grounded in those things. Peter says, first verse, I want you to make mental notes of the fact that I need help. Second verse, he says, okay, then we're going to make action steps. And for us who are gathered uh, here today, those are some things that we need to really process and think about. You can't remember what you ate for dinner four weeks ago. You can't. You just, but you know, but you know you ate. And that's the same way with Peter and what he's talking about in the basics of our spiritual disciplines is, We need to make sure that we're consistently consuming God's word, making sure that we're focused on praying, make sure that we're focused on loving each other. We talked about that last week because chapter one and chapter two aren't separate. The Bible wasn't written uh, with chapter and verses in it. And so we know that Peter is culminating on what he's already previously talked about in regards to chapter one. And these things are important for us to be sanctified and set apart. The world's watching right now, right, Noon?
1: Indeed, and, and he had just finished, you and Craig did this last week, you're like grass, you, you, you're like it grows up and you mow it. Mm-hmm. Our, our life, whether it be 60 or 70 or 20 in tragedy, you're gone, live your life. And right after saying that, the word of God remains forever. The one thing that is eternal in addition to people is the word of God and who God is. So, so, get rid of the junk, live in combination with Christ. And I like the last phrase in verse two that by it you may grow up to salvation. You could read that and think salvation comes when you get to the top of the hill, but here salvation is you'll you'll grow up so your life would be more like it's meant to be. The rescued life is a life in combination with Christ, and it doesn't envy or doesn't stick with envy. It, it gets rid of it and gets back to the basics, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's a great, great
0: paragraph. There's a lot of people out there who believe too, Newt, that if I get, if, if I come to know the Lord, I get saved, right? And and he died on the cross for my sins. Well, I'll just wait until he comes back again.
1: Salvation is it's tomorrow too. Right, Monday. Right.
0: right. And, and I think people miss that, which is God has a life for you now. Um, and, a, and a way for you now. And, and, and this is Peter
1: who was a loud mouth and, and who was challenged by Jesus a number of times. He was, I like what you have said, he's a spokesman for the disciples too. But he also spoke too much like I do and like all of us do. This is Peter saying, you guys, this is a good time to look at your life and get rid of junk. And uh, verse three is a magnificent verse. Can we go to that? Yeah, so
0: let's go into that. Go ahead and read
1: it. He says, do this so that you may grow up to salvation. Verse two, if you have your Bible there. Verse three, looks like just kind of a, a deep breath or a parenthesis. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. What he's saying is you guys... Do you, do you realize how wonderful Christ is and the way that he wants us to live? Do you realize how good it is to worship God? Yeah. He's the, God's the God of creation and resurrection. Any questions? I mean, look what he's done. He's good and he's powerful. So he says, if indeed, I can hear Peter saying this. I was alive, you know, when he was here. <laughs> If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Sure. I mean, you do know how good he is, don't you? It, it's kind of, it's not sarcasm. It's just saying you do know how wonderful Jesus Christ
0: is. And and we do. What do you do, though, New, if, because I know there's people out here who are listening to that, and they're thinking to themselves, I don't know if God's good. I don't know if God is is really, I mean, look at everything that's transpiring. We get this all the time from people who say, if God is good, then how could he allow these sins? How could he allow this virus? How could he allow those things? What's the answer to that question?
1: That God is good, but he's in charge and sovereign, but he gives us free will. And part of the fall is virus. Part of the fall is envy and lust and anger and all of the things that he said in this passage. don't ask me god is sovereign over the lord he, and and if we're on this ship called life he's going to bring it into port exactly when he wants to mm-hmm. and he's going to the end is going to be the beginning of a new heaven and a new earth with christ but in the meantime we decide if we'll obey him he gives us it's fun to argue it free will
0: mm-hmm.
1: He's sovereign and he's judge. And and when the ship lands in the port called the end of time, he'll go around each room and everyone will give account of their lives. So he is Lord, but he doesn't make us love or obey. It's really important to know I'm in charge of me in one
0: sense. I love the story. Jesus is walking in the Gospels, and a man comes up to me and says, Jesus, I want you to heal my daughter, son. I can't remember which one it is. Kid, we'll go with that. (laughs) And he says, I want you to heal him. And Jesus says, I'll do it. And uh, he says, okay, but I I need you to to help me out because I have doubt that this is going to happen and transpire. And I think that goes back to what you were talking about in regards to the basics, which is sometimes it's okay for us to look at God and say, God, I know you're good, but right now I'm doubting that. Right now I'm doubting that. that, that. Is, is that okay for us to do does.
1: that? Everybody does. I hate it when people say, I know you shouldn't doubt or you shouldn't question God or worry is a sin. Yeah, yeah, but God can handle it. Read the Psalms. They're mad at God sometimes. Mm-hmm. But He is good. I mean, look at the life of Jesus Christ. He's good. He loved children of all sizes, people. Uh, would run to meet him and and to hear his teachings the lepers had a saying among them he's one of us I mean he was good he was good to his friends he was good to his enemies if you have tasted that the Lord is good if you've seen a sunset if you've been forgiven if if you've had a child or God's given you grace in your troubled times you know the Lord is good and someday the whole world
0: will know how good he is how do we help people in our community? We know a lot of people are having these kind of online interactions. Maybe it's somebody who's even sitting here and they're thinking to themselves, my my spouse doesn't know the Lord. My kids don't know the Lord. How can they help this person who's so near and dear to them? How can they help them taste and see that the Lord is good? Is it possible for us to do that? Oh, yeah.
1: In fact, it's... It's a responsibility for every Christian. Uh, part of it is, excuse me, for Go, going. going back to the same text. Put away the junk. Put away the malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander, and want to do what's right. Want the milk of of the of the stuff that helps you grow, because salvation is coming. But it's also right now when you live this way. Part of it is just praying and living a good life and and sometimes asking question what would what, what do you think christ thought about that because he's good he sees bad and he points it out but he's good he calls sinners like me and you especially you me, <laughs> no me too he does that's what the church is people that are forgiven in christ he's good taste it and and check it out uh, people that. People check so many things, and I often have said to people, "Have you ever read the Gospel of John? Would you, would you just read about? It? Oh, I don't know if I want. It. Oh, come on, you got to taste it. You got to look at
0: it. Yeah, and there has to be difference. I think even though we might struggle with things, even though there might be things that we internally struggle with or externally struggle with." People need to see that we're struggling with those things, but but depending upon the Lord, too, as well in that time. And even though there are things in our lives that um, we're striving to become like Christ more, we can still communicate that to people, too, as well. It's it's really sad when there's no difference between the believer and the non-believer in our everyday lives, whether that's online or in a context where oh, yeah. we find ourselves. That's, days. that's why this
1: is written mm-hmm. for me, for you, for everybody. Hey, get rid of this stuff and get into stuff that helps you grow like church, like Bible, like loving people, like helping people in need. It's interesting to me that at the end of his two letters, I'm jumping ahead just You're for fine. a second. Yep. He Before he dies, before he signs off, Peter says, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves Christ. I love Christ. You love Christ. You love Christ, but grow in the grace. Grow in the union with Christ and, and with his kind of love that helps change the world. It's an important time right now. And
0: growth doesn't happen by sitting still.
1: No. You you taste it. You you. Desire the milk that helps you grow, the spiritual stuff, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can I, I... I don't do marathons, but I... I don't either, so you're okay. But I, I try to run or jog, and I used to do some short races, but I read in a marathon magazine there are three things that help a runner get to the end. They took a survey, you know, and three things came on top. Water. I'm from New Jersey. Water. water. I was going to say, water. this is
0: water. It's like a- worse yeah
1: (laughs) water the encouragement of other people Hmm. and you know there's an end
0: Hmm. the plan is so important oh yeah
1: water is the spiritual stuff that helps us grow god's holy spirit the bible is actually called water sometimes you got water keep you running encouragement of others that's what this is about that's what church is about small groups what do you call them here small groups Oh, <laughs> really really provoking <laughs> not provoking
0: uh yeah. Uh, Provoc- but, uh yeah there you go yeah.
1: and third and this is not a doomsday but there's an end and it, it's an important time to think you know life doesn't go on forever and we hope this tragedy this virus is healed and we're looking to that but but there's an end to life for every person, sure. and keep running, keep doing what's right.
0: Yeah. Mental checks, where am I off? Um, and the Word helps us with that, too, as well. Moving forward, looking at it, saying, I need to continue to be consistent in the basics of what God has called us to do. Things like reading His Word, spending time in prayer, being with one another, because... He is a great God. He Ah, loves us and takes care of us. Yeah, absolutely. Those are huge for us. Closing remarks.
1: Well, takeaways from this are, you know, Peter knows me. God knows me. He knows that these things could easily be in my life and are without my checking. So I need to put them away by desiring Christ in my life and his word and, and connection and then... Come on, Newt, come on, Jordan. Isn't the Lord good? He says, if if you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And if you've never tasted and and come to say, I want to believe in Christ, that he took all my sins, that he that he gives me his righteousness, now he lives with me spiritually come to that. Uh, ask questions. Look at verses. We'll be glad from this church to send you stuff. It's just huge. And then if you have to, you do see what, how good his grace is and how wonderful it is to love somebody or forgive somebody.
0: If you have tasted, then keep going. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the biggest thing. My My closing would just be, if you don't have those things, pray for those things. It is so important for us to to plead on behalf of what we are experiencing to the Lord. God, I don't know where I'm struggling at. Help me. Show me the things I'm struggling. God, I uh, need help in regards to the basics. Show those things to me. And God loves to lay those things out in store for us. And, And God, I don't Believe that you're good right now. Would you help me know that you're good? Okay. And be careful because he answers prayers yeah. and he'll show you those things. And sometimes that's yes, no, and wait. And when God answers a prayer request, sometimes it's not always in the ways that we had planned. It's so, a great paragraph. Absolutely. Um, New. I'll let you close us out in prayer. And uh, yeah, why don't you go ahead and do it. God, we
1: praise you that you're good. Uh, You're great. You made the universe. Your son, Jesus Christ, conquered death, and he did it for us. We praise you that you're in every home and every car. Every person here can know you as Savior and Lord through Jesus Christ. Thank you very much. We confess that these sins are easily in our lives. I do. We do. Please forgive us and help us. And we ask you to help us live out these verses, maybe as families and individuals to even read them again and want to do them. Please live in us through Christ and your spirit. You are good. We love you. In Christ the Lord, who walked on water and raised the dead and will someday cure the world of all virus and all sin, even when he returns. Amen.